What's up, everybody? The Mojox Boys coming back at you here tonight. Very, very special guest. We have the director of player personnel recruiting for the Mountaineer men's basketball team in his 14th year, a.k.a. director of player personnel recruiting. This is who you need to thank for the turnaround on this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got oh, Mr. God. Jay Koontz <laughs> joining us. What's going on tonight, man? I appreciate you having me, and I can't take a listen. I'm gonna stop it. I do appreciate all that nice, that nice words there. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm just a very small piece, and I'm, I'm glad that it's worked out so well. It's still very early, as you all know. I'm very superstitious, so uh, that's <laughs> what we called last week. We wanted to get out. I was like, ah, let me wait till we get back from Portland first. As you guys can see, you know, there was a lot of good teams out there, and quite honestly, I've always said this, and obviously the last time the PK took place, which was uh, Phil Knight, obviously the owner of Nike's 80th birthday, you saw a lot of good teams. Number one team in the country went in there and lost all three games. So, you know, it's, it's a deal where you sit there and you're like, hey, if I can get out of there winning two out of three against very, very good teams that will help us later on, I was very happy with that. I think the whole coaching staff, obviously, you know, hugs himself, Larry, uh, Ronnie and, and obviously our new assistant Josh. I think they're they're pleased with uh, the performance the guys put on to, to, to the end of the tournament. And you know I think we're very happy. I, th I think you know we had a great game against Purdue. Uh, we had some some guys that were really banged up and sick. You know I mean I can't go into details, but you know I, obviously one of our, a couple of our starters, obviously Emmett for sure, was battling some stuff. And and the way that those guys and our, our medical staff worked to to get those guys healthy and, and to finish off the tournament strong was was huge on their part. And obviously we're always appreciative of them. And, the love that WVU Medicine gives the, the department. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a very small piece man, and I'm glad it's just it's just it, it, I'm it's so far it's, it's been nice. You, you got guys that that build the boy who who is you know what is West Virginia basketball, right? Yeah. And and I think I think they complemented the staff very well. Their you know their ideology, the way they the way they approach the game, and it's nice having vets, right? You know, we lost a lot of guys last year. Some on purpose, some just left, which is okay. And uh, you know, we were able to build it with the veteran professional like guys that, that not only are, are, are mature on and off the floor, and you have Eric who's a little crazy, but he's one of the best human beings out there, but guys that approach practice, approach game preparation like pros. And, and I think that's why you've seen the trickle-down effect, not only just the guys we brought in, but the young guys that they're affecting each and every day. And just looking back at that tournament, like, I had no clue. Obviously, you know Purdue's always going to be good. I would love – and I know you can't comment on this, but us as a podcast, we can. I would love to play them with a different whistle. <laughs> I would love to play them with the officiating crew we had against Florida. Because, yeah. I mean, Jimmy yeah. – Jimmy, I mean, th some of those are not fouls. When you got a guy straight up and somebody's banging into, into seven, you, four guys. Yeah, I mean, you can't call a foul on our guy if he's vertical. It's just stuff like that. I mean, him getting in foul trouble, I think, really hurt us because he was holding his own against Edie there for a while. So that's one of those things. It's like, I, it's bad that we, I, I know you all probably do it too, but us is just a, a fan podcast. We'll, we have a group text, we'll send it. We look for who the officials are before the game starts <laughs> just to see. And there's certain ones. Oh, boy, if we get old Kip or somebody like that, we know we're in for a long night. <laughs> and, and, and listen, we, we, we may may agree with you. We may disagree, but there's a chance that we may agree with you. Uh, I will tell you that I, I watched our game, and, and, and we, we did not lose because of the officials. No, no, uh, no. Obviously, no. Give, give credit to Purdue. Purdue's a heck of a team. Coach Painter, I, I know that our staff, obviously myself included, have a lot of respect for the Purdue program for many, many years. And, and 
obviously uh, Coach Pater himself. And, you know, I, I think obviously battling the elements, obviously having guys that we really relied on being sick gave us a disadvantage to start. I think there were some tough calls that, you know, if you watch the tournament progress, right, when they play Gonzaga and obviously ultimately when they, they beat Duke and I can't tell you that I wasn't happy they beat Duke. I loved that they beat Duke. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I think that you guys saw a lot more contact was allowed of Edie. Yeah. And, and, and I could say this, you know, and this is, I, I think it's a very hard game to fish, to fish, right? Like, I think a lot of times people still have that persona like this is Press Virginia. It's not. You know, and, and, and give credit to that error. That, that error can never be replicated. Those right. guys who, who did that, who, who, who took part in that, the JCs, the Dax, the Nate Adrians, I mean, even to the guys, you know, who are obviously going to be great coaches and, and great basketball minds, like a James Long, right? Those guys made that environment, made that and, and bought into what the coaches wanted them. But the game was called differently then. You could not get away with that now. Right. No shot. We'd be in foul trouble by the first two minutes of the game. Heck, sometimes we are anyhow. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you, you sit there and you're like, all right, like, I feel like sometimes the refs still have that thought that this is all press Virginia. They're gonna, and and, and it, unfairly at times because that's that's not right. Like, that's why I like the way the game is called Florida because, number one, for the first time ever, I did not know who one of those officials was. No idea. Never met him, never seen him before, never even seen him ref a game. Yeah. And, and honestly, no, Hey, did they make mistakes? Well, absolutely. Everyone's human, but they called the game without uh, any pre notion. Like, Hey, these guys are really going to get up in here. They're going to hack a lot yep. because that, that ultimately hurts a team at times. And, and quite honestly, I, I think it hurt us a little bit against Purdue early on. And, and, you know, there was, there was a three pointer that we cut to four, right? We cut to four, like four minutes ago, Eric had just came back in the game because he was in foul trouble. And, their kid who hit the three had a foot out of bounds. Oh. He was a foot on the line and it went back up to seven. And that's what we, you know, they kind of spread it out a little bit and pulled it back with another three minute mark. But they called it out of bounds. It's a four point. Line. We were on a little bit of a roll then. And, and as you guys know, just like in any game, football, it's a game of runs. And, and ultimately that stalled us out. But no, no, obviously the officials didn't cost us that game. And, and hopefully we could use that game as, as a learning lesson. And, Hey, maybe one day down the line we'll see those guys again. I'm just glad that Jay just cleared me because he doesn't realize what he just did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this, and I get upset sometimes, and it's generally at the officials, and I walk out of the room, and I come back in, I walk out of the room, and we cut it to four, and I walked in <laughs> screaming. I was in the other room watching it, and they they hit the three, and they said, get out of here. Yeah. Well, Jay just cleared me, so it's not my fault. <laughs> right. Nope, I, I'll clear on that one. And again, you guys know I'm a creature of habits. I, I've I've rewatched the game since, and and I usually like you know you guys were very nice when we got on the call to start and, and gave me an awful lot of credit and the kind words are always appreciated. But you know I'm my biggest biggest critic of my own product, right? Like we got a lot of national recognition for the class on paper, but let's be honest, fellas, like there's a lot of times where you could get a lot. If you don't know how they're gonna translate, you know how they're gonna get along, you don't know how they'll mesh with the coaches, you don't know, and and. Quite honestly, it's just a bunch of names and nice writing until you guys actually get to see them play together. And, you know, that's a testament to the coaching staff. Uh, we have three really, really good assistant coaches, obviously the GOAT as a head coach. And then uh, at the end of the day, it's a testament to those players. Uh, you know, obviously, Keaton Johnson came back and he trusted us to, to get him some running mates to have a good push at it again. And obviously being able to bring back Evan Matthews, who 
is not only a wonderful kid, but a very, very good player, along with Eric Stevenson, Trey Mitchell, Joe Toussaint, who is a stud as well. I mean, and I'm not missing guys, Jay Bell, Jimmy Bell, Mo Wong, all the way down. I don't want to leave names out because I don't want to get yelled at tomorrow. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a great group to mesh with the young kids that, you know, but honestly, this is a tough league. And unless you're getting those top tier uh, freshmen, a lot of times it takes a couple of years to really be ready. And, and I love, I love our, I love our sophomores. Uh, I think a lot of them have potential, but at the end of the day, and how is that fair to them to throw them right in the gauntlet to have to go against these studs if you don't give them some backup? And, and that's exactly what we did. Yeah, I mean, from the outside looking in, you know, we can get in X's and O's and things, and we don't see all all the things you guys deal with. But I think the biggest thing what fans are seeing, excuse me, is these guys are having fun. Yeah. The guys on the bench, I mean, you see JD and and Josiah Harris are absolutely. I mean, whether they play in a minute or play in ten minutes, they are going crazy for their teammates. Something we haven't seen in in a couple of years, and that's that's not necessarily a knock. It's just the team chemistry for whatever reason, man. It is working thus far, and it, it is it is literally shining through the TV that you can see this this team likes each other, they're having fun, and you know we got a little bit, we got a couple guys with some attitude. But right, that's what I said as soon as we saw him play. I said Eric Stevenson's a guy. If he's playing on the other team, you can't stand him. But he's for <laughs> us, man, and I like that attitude. I like that chip on his shoulder. Yep. I just like watching him play. Uh, so did you – is that – him coming to Morgantown, is that kind of just a direct correlation with Hugs' relationship with Frank Martin and his relationship uh, with Emmett? I, I think it's a couple of different factors. And obviously um, Emmett and, and Eric grew up together. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, the one thing – and I'll tell you guys about this and I'll, I'll be full disclosure. Um, the one thing that's crazy, right, like I feel like when if a kid leaves, even if it's on, like Emmett left on great terms. I know why he went home. I, I, I know why Jordan left. And and those two guys, like everyone's like, oh, they, oh we hate West. No, and those two guys are still very, very well connected with us. Um, what people don't know is the first time, like we were involved with Eric the first time uh, around recruiting. And, and, you know, we had Jordan and we had a guy named Brandon Napper. And obviously, um, you know, we just, they decided to go with the, the, uh, Nap at that time, which is Nap being a local kid, a very good player in himself. And, um, you know, being a West Virginia kid, and it just didn't work out the first time through. Well, well, fast forward, you know, we're playing them, we're playing them down in Puerto Rico, and, and Coach H, I, I'll never forget, he said, yeah, I love this kid, Steve, said, which, you know, Eric didn't even play with the Navy. He was young. He played for Greg Marshall there. Uh, had a very, very good year there, and obviously, you know, the things that happened at um, Wichita, and then, and then he went to Washington for a year, kind of like Emmett did. They went home. Um, not, nothing bad, just, just, wasn't their cup of tea, right? Like, you know, I, I think um, you, you come from playing from a hugs or, or a coach Marshall or a guy who's like a Frank, like hard nose, right? Love you, tough love. You know, that you know that they care about you and they do anything for you, but your, their job is not only to make you a better basketball player, but to make you a man. And, and sometimes some kids struggle with that. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, having him play for Frank um, and, and Coach Martin, you know, obviously – no longer being on South Carolina, but luckily landing at UMass, which he deserves. He's a great head coach. And and Eric being available, you know, quite honestly, Emmett got me in contact. I had already known Eric for a while, and, and it was a good transition. So when I took over, you know, the recruiting side, well, the portal side of things recruiting-wise, and obviously worked with our staff, you know, Eric was a guy that we targeted very early on, and, you know, he had a lot of other big visits coming up. I mean, I'm Auburn for sure, and, 
you know, it came down to the wire for him going to Auburn and he's visiting and he didn't even take the visit. He decided to come to Morgantown and that's a testament to Hugs and, and the coaching staff as well. And obviously to the kid himself without question. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's fun to watch. He's, what are we, six, seven games in the season, he's a fan favorite. I mean, yeah. they, he is already beloved in Morgantown. But before we let you go, Jay, we want to ask you now, I think you're allowed to talk about him. Um, and it's crazy because our team's playing unbelievable, and we're much improved, obviously, getting some love nationally. And one of, if not the best scorer, is on the bench because he had transferred from uh, Manhattan, and that is uh, Jose Perez. So what can you tell us about him, and what can we expect? Uh, I think Jose will be an excellent piece for us. Um, he has a great attitude. He comes in knowing that, hey, you know, the team's experiencing some success right now. And uh, he's the last thing he wants to do is disrupt that. Um, a lot of times I think, you know, when, when a kid comes in, especially in in the way he was for us, is, you know, hey, you know, I don't want to disrupt the flow. And, and he's not that kind of kid. He, he knows he's very confident in himself and in his game. And, and quite honestly, um, the vets who – you know, we brought in first to, to really kind of rebuild this thing and, and rebuild and rebrand West Virginia basketball the way the staff wanted it to. Um, they were all asked about adding Jose prior to that, and they were all unanimous yeses. And that, that goes to show you what kind of kids we have and, and the culture that we're trying to get back to here. It's it's a we first thing, not a me. And Jose only makes us better. Um you know, like you said, one of the best. I, I think he's a very, very good piece, as I do all these kids. And I think his versatility, being able to plug holes. Like, listen, you know, you got a lot of guys that are vets playing a lot of minutes. And a lot of these guys have played big boy basketball minutes. You know, with the addition of Jose, we have more power five and big boy basketball minutes logged than 98% of all the rest of the college basketball rosters in the country with the kids that we've added. Wow. And the one thing I'll tell you is think about the last two national championships, right? Don't look past the big 12, right? Baylor and Kansas. They were all veterans. Yeah. We're not, right, listen, I coach self, Kansas got a great program, tough, tough matchups all the time. We all know that we all, we always wait for those matchups in Morgantown and people got all excited, but when they're really scary is when they stay for a few years. Because number one, he's an excellent coach, but number two, on top of it, they're good players to begin with, and they only get better the longer they stay. I'm all right with them. I'll take my chances at them staying there for a year and, you know, having to go against our tough nose the way we play. They're, they're playing our playing style. But when they stay, they're tough. And that was the same thing with that Baylor team that won. Three veteran guards that, you know, have, have you know, taken their uh, lumps at other places or have proved themselves at other places and wanted to play up and, and that's kind of what we we part of the model we went with along with analytical breakdowns adding and really a number system that i've kind of come to really roll with and evaluating the guys in, in addition so you know I, I think jose perez is another great piece that we are all excited to utilize i know the team is themselves and um he he he, he gives us even more depth which is scary to think of because we have some good depth right now so is that gives you some veteran depth that knows how to play against big time players. Is is his eligibility just as simple as next semester, or do we have to wait on the NCAA to give us the final go ahead? And is right. he practicing? He cannot practice at the moment. Um, he can do things on his own. He's allowed in the facility. He can, you know that. And, and as far as his eligibility, I'm, um, we're we're waiting on the waiver. So that's as far as much as I could say about that. Um, but. 
I know that our compliance offices, Shane Pryor, which, you know, Shane was great with us. I, you know, I'm not going to comment on that. Obviously, I'll miss the boss man a lot, but again, that's not disrespect to anybody else. He just helped me quite a bit. And honestly, I would have never had the opportunity, obviously, to other than hugs, but, you know, Shane to, to really have a chance to kind of run the recruiting and um, work, run the transfer portal. And I owe him a big thanks for that as well. But, um, and I, as, as far as talking about his eligibility and, and the waiver, the waiver's in, we're waiting. Uh, compliance has done a great job, and hopefully we get some good news soon. Yeah, and that, and that really reminds me of, like, completely different sport, but our former quarterback, Jared Deggy, transfers to Western Kentucky, gets beat out of a spot, transfers to Troy, and is, like, immediately eligible. So, to me, I know you can't call me in on it, but I'm like, what's taking so long? I mean, the guy is did everything he's supposed to do. His coach got fired. You know, you know how the NCAA is. I know you can't comment on it, but we can. Well, yeah, and I can't comment on that, but I can comment on the young man's story. And um, he's got a great story. He's got a, a great path that he's taken and a lot of influential people that have, have left their marks. And, and Steve Massiello, obviously his coach, who, you know, I have a lot of respect for coming from the Patino coaching tree and, and us playing Steve, and he's always been very good to us. You know, I, Steve was like a father figure to him, to a kid who never really had that direction in his life. And, I think we all know a couple of people, it doesn't matter, you know, one way or another, someone's affected by that, whether it be with a parent, whatever parent it would be, or, and, uh, you know, when, when Steve was let go, whether you consider it justifiably or unjustifiably, 10 days before the season, it's kind of hard not to imagine thinking you're kind of trying to trap the kid and the rest of the players on that team, Yeah. you know, and, and, you know, the, the new AD or new president had been hired for a few months then. So it's not like he just got hired a month before and said, oh, I'm going to fire a coach. You know, it, it almost seems like it was premeditated. Yeah. Mm. And, and and quite honestly, if the NCAA is truly about the student athlete, I don't understand how you can't look and say, hey, like, this is about a kid who does not deserve to be in this situation. Yep, absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to that. Um, before we let you go, Jay, I know I said that before, but one last thing. Uh, every time we have a new guest, you know, we've talked to you several times, but the first time we, you got to come on the show, we do a little rapid fire. Very easy questions. They're softball questions, but uh, our fans always tell us, our listeners, not really fans, yeah. always tell us to uh, to do this. So uh, you cool with uh, some about five or six rapid-fire questions? I live in the fire, my friend. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, man. What is your favorite movie? Of all time? Yep. All time. Tommy Boy. Oh, oh yeah. That's a good one. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, it's a great one. All right. Favorite TV show? Again, of all time or recent? All time. Ooh, Entourage. Without Ooh, question. Ari Gold. Yeah. Ari Gold yep. right here, boys. Yep. It's a great show. Great show. All right. How about food? Favorite food? I got a soft, soft, soft spot for Mexican food. Oh, that's, that's probably my favorite, too. Brent, not so much. What's your favorite? Well, you might not be able to say this, actually. I was going to ask your favorite Morgantown eatery but you got so many may email deals may, you may offend someone <laughs> all right favorite all right, you mean if i have you I mean if i have an itch in morgantown where i gotta go eat with my who i'm with my family yeah i gotta stay loyal i gotta go to either either Stefano's or the lorenz family because or or i gotta stay with the oliverios and Oliverios. i mean that yeah. place that those two are my two favorites and, and i obviously i when it comes to italian that's when fine dining i go with them yep all right favorite dessert you know I have you know I have caffeine problems, so I'm gonna stay away from coffee for a minute. I don't count that as dessert. I count that as my water. 
Um, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what, a, what my next dessert? Ooh, oh, please. Red velvet cheesecake. Oh, bad, okay. bad this time of year. Okay. I got to stay away from that. Yep. All right. This one be this one probably be tough for you, but thus far, this is your 14th season. Is that correct? Yeah, you probably lost. Yeah, so you probably lost track. But if you if you yeah, can sure. pick one, and if you can't, maybe a couple. Uh, just favorite mountaineer memories. Uh, I, I gotta get me a couple because I've been part. I've been blessed to be part of uh, a great program for a while now, and, and and some really really special teams. Um, without question, being a Northeast guy, um, winning the Big East championship mm. at Madison Square Garden. Um. The Mecca basketball with a place I grew up being able to be around when I was a kid. Uh, seeing, and I'll tell you this, you know, I owe a lot of, a lot of um, thank you to, to Dustin Darby and the LG family because I would have never known what Mountaineer Athletics and what it meant to the people of this state so much. You know, I saw guys that are on the board, guys that are big supporters of our programs, cheering in the stands when country roads is playing. And, and that to me really forever showed me what it meant, what it truly meant, how it was different here. And I, I grew up, you know, in Connecticut, we had a really good college basketball with UConn. I mean, and, and I had never felt the emotion, raw emotion of, of a fan base like I did that evening. So that, that without question. And like I said, the final four is obviously special and, and all that and getting Kentucky, which is great. But the, that, that moment to me that year was, was incredible. Um, JC and Dax's senior night. Um, that was something that was hard for me because mm. obviously how much I, I mean, obviously I appreciate, appreciate anybody, whether they worked out here or not, that put on the jersey that go to war with our staff and for the people of this state, uh, game in and day out and year in and year out. So, but Jet Dax and JC senior night, I, I, don't, I don't think myself included, people realized how special Javon Carter was. Uh, I told JC that this summer, especially obviously when you take over, you do the recruit or something inside of that, it, it's, I don't realize. I don't think I realized how special those kids were, um, and what they were able to do. Uh, I'm saying thing in that same class as Nate Adrian and those kids. You know, special groups. I, I definitely would say that um, winning, winning, being there when coaches won his his 800, 900. I think I was there for the 700. Oof, that's a long time. Uh, 700 wins. Um, those are always special because obviously, as as amazing as a basketball coach as he is, he's an even better person. His family is incredible, top to bottom, and and people say he surrounds himself with generally are, are phenomenal people so for him and his entire extended family past players that was special seeing hugs being honored at the hall of fame especially being up in the neck of the woods up in england and in connecticut was special i'm trying to give you guys one more hopefully i don't miss anything because i know i'm going to yell at by somebody at some point but <laughs> um honestly uh when i got and this is cliche because it's about me and i try not to talk about me but when I got promoted this year to, to, to what I'm doing now, um, it was a special deal for me because obviously I have all of him head coach, obviously giving me his blessing and trusting me with that. Um, I have an unbelievable coaching staff, you know, Larry Harrison, uh, former head coach, unbelievable assistant, Ronnie Everhart, great assistant, former head coach, and Josh Eiler, who not only has been like a big brother to me for these past 14 years, but, uh, you know, to, for him to become that assistant and, and work with him in, in that capacity, uh, was a, was a great honor for me, and obviously hugs, and, and like I said to you guys earlier, Shane Lyons, without question, and Steve Urias, who's uh, our associate AD. Uh, I'm very blessed, and, and that was a big moment for me. And, uh, and this is a mile in the monitor too, and I have a lot of love and care for 
it and it, the state, the people of the state, and you know, to to at least have a good start right now, um, after a rough season last year, and, and to see some hopefully some good vibes and, and, and see fans happy uh, after kind of unfortunately a tougher fall um, means a lot to me. And I hope it continues. Uh, and hopefully I'll do in my power, everything in my power to make sure it hopefully it continues. Absolutely, man. Some awesome memories. And I'll tell you we're the fans are lucky to have you as well. So we do appreciate you. We appreciate you jumping on with us, man. We hope to catch up with you sooner rather than later and uh let's just keep it rolling up there it's, it's I, been a blast and i'm pretty sure xavier is ready for hugs to come back <laughs> <laughs> those tickets are yeah. outrageous right yeah. now and 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 if you know anything about this group so far you know there are guys that are ready to defend him <laughs> yep. yeah absolutely i'd say i'm gonna go on limb and it's say on backyard brawl right yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Eric might be talking a little trash, the, but within the first five seconds of the game. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, I, and listen, before I I'll let you guys go because I gotta put my my little boy to bed. He'll be kicking my butt here, and we shot the hoops when I got home earlier. But I, I gotta defend Crazy Eric for a minute, aka Eric Stevenson. Everyone kept saying, oh, "What did Eric say to those cheerleaders after he had that Ooh. dog?" But I'm out. What people don't know, and I don't think Eric said this, and I'll, if I do, I'm obviously for the first time ever I'll defend him. Um, those cheerleaders were DMing our players the night before the game. Oh. <laughs> Over. And he emphatically answered, Heck, absolutely not. That's how he said it. Absolutely not. You would never do that. And then he ran down the other side of the floor. <laughs> so I, and I don't know what, what ESPN picked up or whatever the game was on. But that's exactly absolutely not, ladies. We will not come over and hang out with you. Absolutely <laughs> walked away. That's awesome. Because you know what they were trying to say was, I think he was trying to get a phone number. Yeah, it was the opposite. Yeah, it was exactly. the opposite. Awesome, man. It was, it was definitely the opposite. He, he definitely didn't have any interest in getting a phone number. He, <laughs> if he truly wanted that, I think he could have done that the night prior. But uh, that, just, that just shows you it's a veteran group, and, and they're, they're locked in and focused on making – uh, the, the state and its fans proud. Awesome, and man. That's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Well, again, we appreciate it, Jay, and we hope to catch up with you soon. Thanks again, man. Anytime you feel us know that. Take care. Thanks. And have a good holiday. You too, man. Thank you.